Hey everyone, Felice Gerwitz here, and I want to share with you something that is dear to my heart, and that is saving you money. Can you use encouragement for your homeschool journey? Have you been searching for an online learning program designed to ground your family in a Christian worldview? Well, now you can at MediaAngelsMembership.com. Our affordable membership packages fit your budget and busy life. Now you can access customized membership packages for your homeschooling family from the extensive Media Angels Library of Books, classes, and Bible studies. You may select the ebook bundle, the creation bundle, the premium bundle, or the forever bundle. Each bundled set will save you vast amounts of money. Our packages begin at less than $10 and you can use it for the whole family. So go to MediaAngelsMembership.com for more information. That's MediaAngelsMembership.com. You'll be glad you did. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. everyone and welcome. Well, this is a very special episode because this is a birthday celebration and it's actually twofold. My guest on the line who's holding as I share this information, it's actually her birthday today as we uh, record, uh, you know, back in September, but it's, it's her birthday, but she's also helping me to celebrate the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network's sixth birthday. Can you believe it? We have been on the air for six years and we are going strong um, only because of you guys, because of our listeners who continue to tune in week after week, who share our episodes, who email us back and tell us how much of a blessing it is to have an entire network that is focused on bringing homeschoolers great information that they can use at home for free. And I am so blessed. So head over to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and check out the wonderful um, giveaway that we have worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars that we are going to be giving away, as well as tuning in for lots of our um, you know, specials and things that we're having this month and a lot of free stuff, guys. My podcasters are some of the most generous people I know, and they are phenomenal when it comes to uh, gathering freebies for you guys. And also this month, we are focusing on field trips. What better month than October when the you know fall is in the air, unless you live in sweltering hot southwest Florida, um, but I decorate and get all my fall leaves out. So at least I am you know, celebrating, if nothing else, uh, in decorations about uh, you know, the beautiful uh, fall. We do get a little bit cooler here, um, but not not anywhere like up north. But Anyway, I wanted to bring you something fun this month, um, intertwined with your school, because I'm sure you guys are going strong, especially uh, getting back to school, you know, in, in end of August, uh, September, some of you school all year long. Um, but uh, I wanted to give you something fun that we've enjoyed as a family, and that is a planner. So the way to get that 
and all of our monthly free uh, things, you all, all you have to do is go to the network page at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, and you can have information there. Uh, just opt into our email, and you will get that you know, 60-page plus uh, planning guide for field trips. Well, today, um, you can find the show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms. Look for episode 373, Art. And this is all about using art for ministry. So check out this podcast and you'll have the show links there. And today my guest is an old friend of mine, Sharon Jeffess with visualmana.com. Sharon is a gifted artist. She has uh, so much that she has done in her life and her heart has always been ministry. And I've known Sharon uh, for many years when they did workshops all over and um, actually came to our little corner, Southwest Florida and did a wonderful art workshop. Sharon has stayed with me and done art on the floor with my kids when they were growing up. And it's such (laughs) a blessing to see that God's still using you, Sharon. Welcome. Uh, Thank you very much, Felice. It's just a pleasure to talk to you again. And happy birthday, because today is your Uh, birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Top secret stuff, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so sweet. (laughs) <laughs> she gets on the line, listener. She gets on the line and she goes, I'm just so blessed to be recording this on my birthday because you do have a heart for ministry. You really do. And I've watched you, Sharon, and you are so encouraging to kids when it comes to art. So, you know, let's talk about that. And, you know, people look at art and they kind of, uh, you know, it's a little bit of an artist and it's almost like the art and science thing, you know, it's, I don't want to touch right. science. It's too difficult. Math is, oh, <clears throat> we have to do math and reading. But art's one of those things we can neglect. But there are some kids who are artistically gifted and talented. And you have a way of bringing them out in those kids. But what if we're a parent sitting at home and we have this gifted child? What do we do to encourage them? Well, uh, there is a structure to art. And it's important to know the elements and principles of art and as you're looking at the masterwork, you can learn from that as well. And I don't child is never too young to even look at a masterwork of art. In fact, my little grandbaby, my very first, I actually have some of showing her. So, you know, I'll show her a picture by Da Vinci or something. And, uh, you know, it really is a, it's a really great thing to familiarize the younger children. When you start seeing a child that is a, a gifted in art, um, According to the Stanford Binet, the more details in a drawing a child that put into a picture, it's actually it's part of the intelligence test, but noticing those details. And if a child has a passion for art, I myself, I never was extremely gifted, but I just loved it. And so I had to learn it. And you can learn art, and you can really enjoy it. And art has a way of lifting people up, beauty. When you create beautiful things, it can change so much. And that's why, uh, in my opinion, art can be used to uplift and to create beauty. And when you, uh, the veal was called by God uh, to, to uh, beautify the temple, and that's a biblical thing. And so if you have a child that's passionate about art, then it, I think is the more that you can do to encourage that, because it is, it's, to me, you know, a, a visual Im- image transcends uh, words. Uh, you can be mm-hmm. so impacted visually uh, by one image. It can just totally change your life. And to have these kids, we're so bombarded with secular messages. To have these kids who are gifted to be able to put the gospel message out there 
in a in a really tremendous way is is such a blessing, uh, you know. And, and creatively gifted children sometimes they're a little difficult, <laughs> you know. They're just right. very energetic, and they're. Uh, but but honestly, when you're an artist, you want to come up with new and original ideas. So that's that's the thing you know invention art is a catalyst for invention because you're you know you can within the structure of the elements and principles of art you can give them the freedom to come up with something original and when you're an artist you get paid for being original you don't get paid for exact copying duplicating something else like no mm-hmm. three architects right. three architects come up with three different ideas so when you're teaching them, the creativity aspect of it is really important and encouragement. That is. And, you know, I, I love art and I'm, a, you know, you know that. And I actually have used, yeah. um, you know, my, my time with art to help my grandkids. But we are, um, you know, at the very basic levels. But it's it's so fun to watch them explore. And I always tell them that, you kind of can't make a mistake with art because either you can paint over it with paint and start again. um, And that is, is freeing for them. And I think kids, you know, who tend to be gifted in art, um, you know, uh, maybe have that little bit of perfectionism in them. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Because, and, and they look at things like I never thought I was a perfectionist, but anytime I paint anything, Sharon, I look at it and want to take it off the wall and add to it. I did that with my mother-in-law once, and she finally told me I was not allowed to take that painting. She loved it and to leave it alone. But every time I looked at it, you know, I wanted to change something. And I think, um, you know, right? Yeah. I, I know have you ever a lot done that? Really professional. Well, I've known professional artists, and I've been mind blown by their pictures. They always find mm-hmm. something wrong with it. They're not happy. Right. With it. I'm going what? That's the most perfect thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and they're going, no, but look at that. I don't like that. It's amazing, you know. So that we tend oh, yeah. to do that with our art. So you're exactly right. right. And, uh, um, do you see some ways that we can, you know, obviously if our kids are gifted in art, we're probably going to see that. We're going to see that in their drawings, and then they they want to do more and more. But one of the things that I, I loved, I mean, you did a series many years ago where you just took us through the masters and you pointed out some elements and principles of art um, to help us understand the techniques. You know, some of them um, are easier than others to really look at, you know, some of, uh, right. you know, and I did study art history, so I, I have a little bit of mm-hmm. background in that just because I loved it. But what are some things that we can do with our kids to help them through that? Well, I think you should, if you have an art museum close by, I say take them to the art museum. And, you know, you have to be a little guarded because some some images can be horrific and you really have to protect mm-hmm. them, in my opinion, you know, uh, right. because it comes from a very secular viewpoint and it's not uplifting and beautiful. Uh but you want to be able to, and it's true, you can teach technique. And I always, when if, with every art lesson, I like to show a master uh, because, you know, you do want to teach technique along with that. But I think that uh, it's just choosing a picture a week, masterwork of art a week is a good thing. And just talking about it uh, and verbalizing little ones, they can verbalize things in the picture talk a little bit about it and if you can be like um i've written a series of tea parties and i love it because tea parties are so fun but uh one of them is monet and monet has 
a beautiful parasol picture. So, of course, the very famous uh, uh, water lilies and flowers. And uh, Winslow Homer has the seascapes. And I was sharing with Felice earlier the lifeline. You know, many times there's pictures that are very impacting spiritually as well. But there's artists that really do uplift the spirit and teach at the same time techniques. And you learn so mm-hmm. much. And every time you do a picture, you learn. I mean, you know, you have to go well. When I started painting, I took a <clears throat> Metropolitan in Denver, and um, I was so dis- I cry every time I do a picture because I was mortified that it looked that way, you know. And my teacher said, "Wait a minute, maybe if you did about twenty or thirty, you could do that." But no, you're just starting. You're just beginning. Every single picture is a learning process. And one thing I like to do with kids is murals because we do murals like at City Union Mission and. Uh, there's a place in St. Louis I'm very excited about. They want us to do murals. They've been praying for five years for somebody to come and do some murals of the gospel message. And they they minister to 6,000 refugees. And wow. when you work real large, like you see many of the master arts that are really large. But when you work real large, you learn some of the principles of atmospheric perspective and mixing and blending. And you have to understand, you know, you, you don't have to – you know, there, it's an underpainting, and you do a process, and you, it, they turn out beautiful if you know how to do it. But when you start painting and you do one little area at a time, and, you know, there's actually ways to do it and to learn it that make it very simple. Mm-hmm. And you have made a career out of art. You've written uh, many, many books. You wrote uh, books about teaching uh, different academic subjects through art, and um, Rainbow Resources wow. is publishing your work now. Uh, so you can get them through Rainbow Resources. Um, I'm sure there's links on your website at visualmana.com yeah. uh, that people yeah. can look at. But but how did you start? I mean, I know you started. Your husband was also a gifted artist. Um, you know, before he, he made life size dinosaurs. Oh, he uh, did. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, he just started yeah. doing that. And uh, yeah. so the Lord took him home. He had a, an accident, and I know I'm going to get to see him again someday, but he was a marvelous artist and a lot of fun. <laughs> so. He was. He was. I knew him, and, and he was delightful. And that's how we met. I had hired him to do some art for a book I was publishing. I'm no longer oh. publishing it now, but, you know, we, we met through that. And he was so generous with his artwork because a lot of times, you know, you, you buy one piece, and you can use it for a certain amount of print runs and so forth. And Rich right. actually donated the cover. The cover. I of think the, it was St. George and the Dinosaur. Right, right. St. George and the that's Dinosaur. That's in the baby's room now. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> I wanted that for the baby's room. <laughs> can you imagine that, waking up? That's a amazing. Baby. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. amazing because that that it painting was, is. Uh, it, oh, it, I have a I have a copy of the print. And um, I still have it, and and that painting yeah. is probably worth so much. So hopefully, uh, that little baby, uh, you know, realizes realizes that at some <laughs> point. <laughs> but yeah. you are such a mentor. You are, you know, like I said, I've watched you at workshops, and you just have this sweet way about you, and you know, you are so loving and uplifting when kids are doing art. And I know with my own grandkids. I have the different perspectives. Like I have one grandchild um, that didn't think he did a good job. So he refused to do anything. And I let him, you know, I just, but I just like watched him as he was walking around and everything. And then 
um, another time he came over and he had drawn something like on his own. And, you know, I think sometimes we want to pressure them and, and make them do something um, when they feel, you know, everybody else is going to be so much better. I mean, this is even in a nice protected homeschool, you know, community, family, so forth. But um, how do you mentor kids so that they don't feel um, that, like you said, you cried when you first saw your work? Yeah. Um, and, and I did too. Um, and even I think I shared with you, I took art in college and I kept telling them I was an education major and I didn't want the grade <laughs> to ruin my GPA. <laughs> I think my, my professor gave me an A um, just because he took pity on me enough that I really think I deserved it. But, um, you know, how do you do that? How do you mentor kids? Well, I think you, you give them sincere encouragement. You know, like even if you can find something very small, I love how you use the color green. It's so terrific. You know, it's just something small and it'll build on that. But you have to give sincere. Um, as you get older, you know, what I want to do is uh, help them with excellence because I think that as Christians, we need to be excellent. We need to be the best. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to know the foundations because even if you have a child that's gifted and talented, it's really a benefit for them as they do a career thing that they know the foundations of art and that they have a really good perspective on the masters of art. I do have some online classes. That's so great. And guys, I'm going to really encourage you because Sharon has so much information. Go to visualmana.com and you will see that information. She also has donated a free tea party for our bundle that we are giving away. And I also will have the links of several of her online classes that she has done uh, that are available for free uh, so that you can check that out. And I know that kids can make extra money in art. Um, I have actually hired some student artists to do some things for me when I was doing a lot more publishing and also to be a witness for Christ. And I know, too, that it is so important to keep an artist portfolio, especially, you know, while you're in high school, after high school, for opportunities that grow. Um, Because I know with art school and, um, you know, getting into those types of opportunities, they want to see what you've done and they want to see your work. And that's why Sharon is such a wonderful mentor, um, especially if you live in the St. Louis area where she lives, because she has so many opportunities for art students. So, Sharon, what is actually Kansas City, but... Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) It's all all one place really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So, um, the question I have is, what needs to be in an artist's portfolio? Okay, it's important to have a a good variety of your work. If you've done any work for hire, you always need to get, if you can, get a letter of recommendation from them because as a homeschooler, you want to have a really firm foundation as how your work is. Uh, One of my students I'm working with right now, um, Grace Obenheiser, she's she's illustrating children's books now, doing doing a fabulous job. Um, Her portfolio, you want to have a digital one and you also want to have you can go to Hobby Lobby or Michaels and buy a lovely black portfolio where you can put your work into it. You need at least nine pictures. You want to start with your very best because you want to hook them into it, hook it, whoever's looking at it, something that you think is one of your very best works. And when you choose 
nine or ten works of art, choose your very best, choose a variety. This is what I do in graphic art. This is a painting that I've done. This is an original idea that I did for a logo. This is a story illustration that I really um, did for someone. Uh, you know, so you want to have variety. If you can do it, uh, watercolor, a pen and ink, um, and then you want to end with your most powerful work. So your two works of art that you think are your very best, you want to have at the beginning and you want to have at the very end. Um, when you do the AP credit, and I really work with this, there is a, a you know, drawing and also um, as studio art, the uh, AP credit, uh, you have to have your work digitized and they look at your work and they evaluate it and you can actually get dual credit for that. But, um, but so you really want to keep your work. And I always say, always photograph your work. Always photograph your ideas. It's so easy as an artist to say, oh, would you like to have this? Here, and have this, <laughs> which is a nice and lovely thing to do, but you want to keep a record of it. It's original. When you come up with an original idea, it's a piece of academic. It's just like, um, like owning your bicycle. Uh, you own it. Mm -hmm. When it's original, right. you own it. Uh, you can copyright it, and so you want to always keep you want to keep that image of it because you don't want to see it out there. Someone else took it. They loved it. They're using it. You know, because God gave the gift and the idea to you. So that's mm -hmm. why if you're serious about art, uh, you want to be serious about your portfolio. And if you like to do some of my students do murals, I, I love it. I want them to do that. There's a lot of people that are willing to hire younger students um, if their work is of a high caliber. Uh, Wonderful. You know, where they, you can show them that, that you can do this. Wonderful. And Sharon, you're going to be sharing some social media links, so I encourage the listeners to go connect with Sharon on social media and get with her, um, especially if you have a child that you feel – um, needs that extra uh, challenge or would like some direction, Sharon is an amazing resource. And one of the things I love about you, Sharon, is you're so willing to help. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on, for launching our birthday celebration for the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and you're also terrific, sharing your really. gifts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love you. you are. <laughs> I didn't pay her to say this either. No, oh, you are my <laughs> uh, just think you're you're such a blessing. And so, guys, you can find the show notes for today's episode. Go to VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Look for episode 373, Art. You'll have links for Sharon's classes as well as information about our birthday celebration. Take care, everyone. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Moms Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.